gospel comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 27 through 43, and can be found on page 1641 in your pew Bible. Luke records, A large number of people followed him, including women, who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. And then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was written a notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself. And us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So today is the last Sunday of the church year. And during this church year, we have focused primarily on the gospel of Luke. Yes, we have heard from Matthew and Mark and John from time to time, but most of the Gospels for this year were taken from Luke. 
And next Sunday, we will start a new church year. And that church year, the gospel focuses on Matthew. Now, one of the great themes of Luke is the journey theme. Luke stresses the teaching that Jesus did as he was with his followers, as he traveled from place to place. Luke also stresses the greater journey that Jesus made from heaven to earth and then back to heaven again. This is the journey that earned forgiveness for sins of the world. This is the journey that we often confess in our creed when we say, conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. And the third day he rose again from the dead, and he ascended into heaven. And today's gospel tells us that he taught, even as he was approaching the climax of his journey here on earth, he was teaching, even as he made his way to the cross. Consider for a moment the abuse that he had suffered up to this point, the beatings and the whippings that nearly killed him before he got anywhere near the cross. We read of Simon of Cyrene. He was carrying the cross now because Jesus simply did not have the physical strength to carry it. And in spite of all this, Jesus took time to give a catechism, a catechism class to the people who followed him and mourned. Here is Jesus' journey to the cross. He still had teachings for his followers. His teaching on this day is terrifying. It is, it's shocking. Jesus said this, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Keep in mind that he was speaking to a culture that prized women because they could produce children for their husbands. He was speaking to women whose self-esteem was tied up in their children. He was speaking to a culture that grew up on the psalm that said in Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. And in this culture, a married woman who remained in her old age, who remained barren in her old age, was a great tragedy, a cause for mourning. Such a woman was ashamed, was cursed. 
Now in a culture that prized motherhood and children so deeply, Jesus taught of a catastrophe so great that a barren womb would be a blessing. What catastrophe could be so great that could cause such a radical change? Well, Jesus amplified his teaching as he continued. They will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. What could be so terrifying that people would rather be buried alive or die in a landslide? What event could cause Jesus to issue such a warning The terror that Jesus spoke of was the terror that he was enduring himself. He was not talking about a hypothetical situation. Even as he taught, he was in the process of enduring that very terror on our behalf. And although he himself was sinless, he had taken on the sins of mankind Our sins placed on him made him the greatest sinner of all time. And as he taught of this terror, he himself experienced the guilt of the sin. Jesus experienced the guilt of our sin, and he carried it in himself. The entire sin of all of the world onto himself. And he knew that God would soon pour out his righteous wrath against that sin. He knew the time was near when he himself would cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The absolute purity of the law is a terrifying thing. It promises punishment and death to those who can't keep it. If it were in our power, it would be something to run from, to hide from. For we know even Adam and Eve knew that the instant they sinned in Eden, they knew they were in trouble. When God came to visit, they ran away. They hid. They were terrified. And in today's gospel, Jesus is teaching the same thing. He is telling the women that followed him, when the time comes to stand before the holy God, all you can show him is your sin, and you will be terrified. You would rather have the earth open up and swallow you than meet with that holy judge. And Jesus continued with the words, If they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Well, this calls to mind his earlier teaching in John 15, verses 5 through 6, where it's recorded, I am the vine, you are the branches. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. 
and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If the fiery punishment of sin can do this to Jesus, the vine that is green and living with righteousness, what will it do to those branches that do not abide in him? Those branches that are spiritually dead and dry. What will happen to those poor souls who must face God without Jesus on their side? As the fiery wrath of God poured forth on Jesus Christ, as Jesus the green and living vine offered himself for the sins of the whole world, amid the terrible activities of the crucifixion, God shows us another way. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit worked in the heart of one of the criminals who occupied the cross next to Jesus. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that this criminal confessed, we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. By the power of the Holy Spirit, this criminal believed and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He understood that he, did, he deserved nothing but punishment, but he also believed that the only hope for his soul was in Jesus. And Jesus comforted him with the words, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And even though this criminal died one of the most cruel and shameful deaths imaginable, he died in peace. The words of the Lord in his heart. And even now, he enjoys the eternal joy of God's presence in heaven. So here we learn the alternative to the terror of God's fiery wrath against our sin. When Jesus went to the cross, he endured the wrath of God against our sin. He satisfied God's justice on our behalf. He adopted us into his family. He made it possible for us to stand before God and see not the terrifying judge of the law, but a loving Father. It is through Jesus that we receive not the eternal punishment that we deserve, but life forever in the joy of his presence. He has given us the right to be called children of God and to follow him in his resurrection to eternal life. Now, in the beginning of the sermon, I told you that one of the great themes of Luke is the great journey that Jesus made from heaven to earth to rescue us and back to heaven again. He tells 
of the life of Jesus from conception in Mary's womb to ascension back into heaven. And he also tells us that Christ's journey opened the way to heaven for all who believe in his name. And he tells us that for those who believe, for those who believe, the way of life ends not in a day of terror, but in an eternity of heavenly joy. In the name of Jesus, amen.